What's up, everybody? Welcome mm-hmm. to the Bros and Consoles podcast, coming to you February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It's so romantic. <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah, I just realized. Do you say Valentine's? Like with an M? Valentine's. I might, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Without even thinking about it, yeah. yeah. I mean, That's I, not surprising, sometimes, though, for sometimes, me. Oh, no. <laughs> sometimes I, I hear people, and they're like, Valentine's. And I'm like, guys, it's it's you know it's named after St. Valentine, right? Yeah. Like N-E at the end? It's okay. Words are hard. <laughs> words are hard, guys, especially <laughs> English words. You know? uh, uh, but how you been doing, Michael? Good, good. Good recently, over the past... Mm-hmm. A couple hours because we did a thing. Oh, geez. Okay, we'll talk about that thing in a moment. <laughs> uh, before you guys forget, obviously, you've forgotten, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> um, this is the Bros and Consoles podcast. We come to you each and every weekend, talk about upcoming games and incoming news and lots of video games and our thoughts on all of them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to get together like a, a constant, like, go to. You know, uh, I was going to say phrase. That's not right constant like uh spiel yeah you know, to, to have out there i'll figure it out eventually I like the raw we're only we're only yes. what is this um 62 episodes and in we're now, going for like five thousand, so you know oh my gosh oh i nailed that nailed that right i didn't write it down because i was like oh geez now i need to do some thinking to figure out which which episode we're on it's episode 62 perfect pros and consoles um but before we jump into the regular you know the regular show here uh, I've got a little bit of housekeeping. Mm. So first off, if you have any questions, comments, or feedback, brosandconsoles at gmail.com. Um, but we saw the Sonic movie, which that, Michael was referring to. That we did. Yeah, because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. You know? Uh, What's any more romantic <laughs> than seeing Sonic on the oh, big geez. screen? <laughs> I don't know. Probably, it probably would have it would have fit better if, um, if, I mean, spoilers... If you guys haven't figured it out from the trailer and stuff, Amy's not in there. Yeah, no, it would have no, fit no. better if Amy was in. Yeah, was in there. but yeah, for okay. whatever reason, they're just like let's let's pick Valentine's Day, guys. Yeah, it was an probably, odd day. Yeah, probably because there's not really many big things coming out around Valentine's Day. No. Yeah, but what are your what are your overall thoughts, Michael? Scale of one to ten, what would you what would you rate the movie? One to ten, I would I would go a solid seven. Okay, that's kind of you know. I in my head I was like Michael's gonna go for a seven. Yeah, for this. I, solid and this seven. This was like this morning where I was like, I wonder what Michael will go for, and I'm like, unless the movies are really amazing, it's gonna be a seven. Yeah, it's so, okay. It I will say it's better than I expected. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there obviously were some cringy parts. Of course, yeah. And because it's it's a it's a kids kid, movie, kids movie, right? yeah. yeah. But I overall I enjoyed it. There's funny parts. Mm-hmm. I thought the the story was. What wasn't amazing, but it it did what it had to do. The callbacks to old Sonic games were cool. Oh yeah, I was gonna um, say you probably caught a lot more. Than I caught I a did. lot more. Did <laughs> there's? It's not even a spoiler. Mm. There's at the end of the movie a a song that plays. Oh yeah, that yeah slowed yeah. down. That's like the, you you noticed it, and I was like, I don't. I don't it's recognize the this song. Green Hill Zone song oh, from okay. the first Sonic game. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it it. I don't want to say it surprised me, but it was better than what I thought. And that, oh, okay. That is what I'll you go had with. you had your your hopes down. You're like, yeah. Oh no. And I came out with like, okay, this was this was this was good. Yeah. Now uh, I think this is always the test of a good movie. Would you watch it again? I would. Oh, okay, okay. I would. Yeah. I wouldn't. I w- would. you buy the DVD at full price to watch it again? I I, I think I would too. Oh, okay. Like okay. it's it's something I think out of all. I'm trying to wrap my head around all the 
video game movies that I've I mean, seen. Yeah, in terms and there of, hasn't been a lot. Yeah, in terms of like uh, more like animated films. And yeah, stuff, how does it kind of rank in there? Because if you if you compare it to video game films, video game it's films are all pretty fun. garbage. Uh, um, unless you're talking about Mortal Kombat. That's pretty much I've never even seen that one. <laughs> um, but if, to animated films, mm-hmm. in middle of the now, road. Yeah. Now I'm not saying like on the level of like <clears throat> Pixar and DreamWorks. And oh yeah, stuff, yeah. But like as far as an animated film kind of goes, middle of the road, good. Okay, okay. Nothing amazing. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. great, but it wasn't in my mind anywhere near bad or. Yeah, yeah. I think not a seven, watchable. If, if I was to like give like a seven, like a, a word, it'd probably be good. Yeah. What about eight is a great? Yeah, eight is great. Nine, nine is, is like fantastic, and, and then ten, ten is, is like, like masterpiece. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, what are your thoughts on it? I think I'll probably go. Yeah, I think I'd probably go a seven okay. as well. The that, that makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> what's it called the like story itself? I think was probably the the only way that like i could have like cared about this movie yeah and they that it was it was exploring you know the idea that that sonic is this alien creature Mm -hmm. and is apparently on the run i think that's that is one weird thing there are some like weird things that kind of got thrown in and then never shown again kind of thing um one of them being like in the opening of the movie where yeah. he's being chased by these other creatures that look like hedgehogs also. Do you know what they were? They, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I'm going to say 95%. They were uh, Knuckles species. Oh, the they had the Yeah, because they had the red oh, um, okay, things okay. coming down. I couldn't, Could I couldn't be, tell like what color they were. I thought right. that they uh, looked like they were just all like covered in weird clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, okay. So they're, they're coming after. Mm-hmm. They're using bows. Which yeah. I'm like, all right. Okay. <laughs> Bow it up. All right. They never really... <laughs> again spoiler they never really um um dive dived into, into the his caretaker mm-hmm. character yeah he's yeah. just like brushed over a little bit yeah and that's so that, that was so yeah so like little little tiny things that i think like dug away at like the overall thing but mm-hmm. if you're just if you're just kind of going along for the ride then the movie's not too bad yeah it's enjoyable yeah for yeah. sure um it's not like i wouldn't say i like i regretted watching it kind of yeah thing. so i'm like okay that's yeah. that that yeah. That I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> There's some movies that I regret watching. Oh yeah, for sure. Same here. Like Monty Python. Those uh, movies can't even handle it. Um, but the what's it called? Yeah, but as far as like Sonic goes, I'm like okay, yeah, that's yeah. Cool. The callbacks were good. The the music, mm-hmm. my the, the post credit music, or the the music during this this the rap. Oh was, yeah, the, that was the, that was a little weird. The, yeah, there was there was like a some some rapper that i didn't recognize he's he's not that i wouldn't recognize many rappers yeah <laughs> but um he he was singing like basically about sonic which yeah i was i was caught off guard because he mentioned he mentioned my best friend tails and yep. i was like wait is he just actually talking about sonic stuff i thought it was just you know some random song about about going fast and stuff yeah but then it was actually for you the know movie, yeah. for the movie and i was like oh this is this is weird on another level now it is but... a little it was a little off-putting but <laughs> it was fine it was catchy kind yeah of. yeah but yeah, I thought I thought the um, what's it called the characters were likable. Mm-hmm. And, and, Sonic. and Sonic was likable yeah, because I, of his like. See, this is this is this is what happens here is that like the now if I compare things, the the movie has more depth than oh, the actual yeah. video game. Oh, for do. sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Which I think is a problem. So maybe they'll look to this and be like, "Hey guys, let's let's actually give Sonic some kind of relatable story, and maybe people will like him more." You know? Yeah, and I I do like the i thought jim carrey jim carrey just did a jim carrey role yeah, it was yeah. his jim Car- carrey character from the 90s <laughs> which was, is great it's yeah. it's it's fine i i mm-hmm. like that yeah and that was the thing too is 
when you were when you were using the restroom afterwards, um, I was waiting for you. I heard uh, someone further away, some some girl saying like, um, I guess someone was asking like, oh, how was the Sonic movie? And she's like, oh, it was it was pretty good. It was cute. And then and then she said, and then I think they were like, how was Jim Carrey? And then she was like, oh man, he he played a total Jim Carrey. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm like, man, I was thinking about it, and I was I was thinking to myself, man, that kind of sucks to. I, I kind of wonder how Jim Carrey feels True, about everybody yeah. like, oh, like this is Jim Carrey's role. Like he only does these like goofy mm-hmm. films and stuff. And then like if he ever wants to do like a serious film, the only thing I can ever think of is like the Truman Show, which I thought he oh, was amazing yeah. in. But compared to like other like Jim Carrey things, he's always just, you know, this this wacky goober this... role kind of thing. Yep. So, I mean, he, he plays those well. Very well, yeah. But at, at the same time, it's like that is the Jim Carrey role in everyone's mind. It's just the go-to. It's like almost like a Will Ferrell thing where Will Ferrell oh, yeah. plays like one character and that's yep. really it. Plays dumb characters all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I think I think uh, the voice of Sonic, Ben Schwartz. Oh, okay. He, yeah, he did good. I, he, like I thought he did very good. Mm-hmm. I thought he did. He, I know he, his other roles, if you don't know who he is, he's, he was in uh, Parks and Rec as John Ralphio. Okay. Who's who's John Ralphio? He was. Do you remember uh, Z Ansari's character? Who's the? Oh yeah, Z. Yeah. Yeah, he was his uh, business partner. Okay. Okay. That rings a. Oh, excuse me. That rings. If a you bell, saw him, you'd recognize him. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, I, I thought okay. he did. He did a great job. He didn't really have to change his voice at all because that that was Ben mm-hmm. Schwartz's voice. But yeah, yeah. He he's 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 a a tenured voice actor. Because oh, he's okay, done okay. other voice acting for, like, I think he was like Leonardo and Team NT and oh, a bunch wow. of other. He's in the new Ducktales TV show and stuff. Oh, so he knows nice. what he's doing. He did, I thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah, no, he did. He did really good. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he he made Sonic like believable. Yeah, which was and likable, which is yeah, yeah. <laughs> hard to do sometimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this isn't the Sonic no, podcast. This is uh, as much as Michael would like it to be. <laughs> Probably. This is uh, about video games. So let's go straight into segment one. There, uh, what are you playing, Michael? Uh, I played three games this week. Mm-hmm. Um, first one, and I will just pick up where I left off last time. Last, last time, last time, <laughs> last time was uh, Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah. And you saw me beat it. Mm-hmm. Well, I did. Well, you heard yeah, that I, I was it. in the room. Yeah, yeah, you were in the room. I was trying not to pay attention because I'll eventually play it. Maybe. Yes, it's. I enjoyed it a lot. Mm, okay, um, okay. I know there's like massive hate on it online, like oh, it's, the story's not great. And, yeah. and I, I don't even think there's massive hate on it. I think it's like, like a vocal minority kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, like certain people are very loud about their distance. Right, for it. right, which makes sense. Yeah. But I, I thought it was the thought it was good. The open world, driving around and just jumping out of your car, and mm-hmm. you can go fishing, you can go camping, you can just literally explore wherever you want. Was yeah. great. And then as the story progresses, um. You get to a point where you can't go back anymore, and you have to just focus on. It. And it's not—it's mm-hmm. not like linear, but you do have a set path. But there's still kind of open worldness you can do and stuff. Okay, so there were other things you could go and do, like sidewise. Yes, yeah, still okay. within the uh, later part of the story okay, or the okay. game. Um, and the my critique of it is, I mentioned it last time, the story is a little jumbled with mm-hmm. how they. Um, explain the events that are going on yeah yeah um overall i understand what happened and stuff but i did at the end i got teary-eyed because yeah you said you said like oh that was you actually like removed and stuff yeah because the the thing that was the most important thing for me in the game why i enjoyed it was the connection he had with his friends yeah yeah they built really deep characters and it was you could tell there was like it was a strong bond with all of them and there was a moment at the end like oh yeah oh this is sad this is great But overall, I, I at this point right now, 
It's my five favorite Final Fantasy game. Wow. Because okay, it's literally okay. the, yeah, only the only one I've beaten. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, do you think, because I, I, like, I know you've also been playing uh, number seven. Mm-hmm. Do you That's think so far is that's overtaking things? Or is it still not quite reached that, that peak? Um, it's still, uh, seven hasn't reached that peak yet. Okay. I okay. think it, it might. It probably will. Mm-hmm. Because I I I'm not too attached to all the characters yet in seven. Yeah, I'm still yeah. kind of early on. Fifteen, okay. I'm more attached and I I'm feel sad. for the characters more. It's it's funny thinking about you you saying you're early on and you're like what 20, 20 hours, hours in. in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a long game. Oh jeez. Um, but yeah, since good segue. Mm-hmm. After fifteen, I played more seven. Um, another ten hours in, like I said, twenty hours. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's certain points in this game like. I feel like the strong point of this one is also character development okay. and backstory. There's a lot of backstory with the characters and then you, you start to feel for certain characters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one in particular that I got really emotional with um, red's backstory, red seven's backstory. Oh yeah. Really, really good. Or red 13, 13. Thank you. 13. Okay. I said seven cause it's Final Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but his backstory was fantastic. Nice. And there's other backstories you get along the way and stuff and side quests. Um, but I, I just found out recently um that there's keys on the i'm sure it's on the maybe on the playstation one too yeah yeah um but if you click both um what are those called oh like the thumbsticks yeah thumbsticks mm-hmm. you can avoid you can encounters battles. yeah yeah and then if you click the right thumbstick mm-hmm. or i'll do the left one the first the left one you can speed up the game by three mm-hmm. times three and move on faster yeah, yeah. and then if you click the right thumbstick you get like a god mode kind of thing. That's right. Okay, I did hear like about that. Your yeah. your limits are always maxed. Your health recharges. And you don't really lose anything. You can just like wipe through if you want to just yeah. focus on the story and stuff. Mm-hmm. There have been times where I've clicked that because I've been <laughs> at a point where I'm like, oh man, I don't have any health things in my character. I didn't put on, give that, I switched out the character who has my heal for somebody else and he doesn't have heal. I'm like, oh wait, click healed up when it's <laughs> click unclick i'm like okay i'm ready oh my god i've done it a couple times not quite often i have never done it with a boss battle uh-huh. which is well, good what, wait a second so you haven't done it with a boss battle no who is like wiping there, you out there so was bad that it's not a, a boss? dragon when i went okay. back to um not really squares back to their hometown or mm-hmm. cloud's hometown gotcha, yeah. and that i went back up to the plant and i was coming back down and there's a dragon that appeared it's like apparently like a is he like a boss, mini boss oh, okay mini, mini boss gotcha. and because he was he was hiding some materia that i could have gotten alarm on our end over here yeah it's happened a lot today yeah yeah <laughs> but uh he he almost wiped me out because he has like a fire move that like took down tifa down to like 100 clubs down to like 200 mm, took like, okay and he almost who was the other guy i had i think it was vincent okay but yeah. i was like oh dang i am i'm gonna die i'm like wait like oh my god okay oh, click i'm not proud of it but i did it um <laughs> i played more of that and then the final game i jumped into which i'm hoping i can beat too is persona 5 oh yeah 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 and that one i'm, a, I'm about 20 out well, was it 20 i think you're over 20 yeah at this point. 25 30 something like that mm-hmm. and i'm slowly unlocking all the characters i think i'm missing i think I'm, i might be on the last one maybe Man, it like boggles my mind that you still don't have all the characters. Oh yeah, at that it's point. it's crazy. Oh geez. Um, but there's a when the screen loads, there's a percentage at the bottom that says how much uh, a percentage of people in your city and stuff or in the world, or whatever, gotcha. believe that the phantom themes are real. Oh, and okay. Yeah. If they believe in them, stuff. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm at thirty five percent. 
And is the percentage people. a good thing? Like yeah, the, higher it is, the, the more it you is. get it, the more recognition your thing gets, more people like believe. And, oh, okay. okay. So you're more, trying to get them to believe. Yeah, you're trying it's to not like it. you're trying to stay hidden. No, we are trying to stay hidden, but we want to get the word out that we're out here and don't do anything bad kind of thing. Oh, okay. you're trying to get people on your side. Yes, basically. Gotcha. Uh, so I'm assuming that's like also like a progress bar, I would think. Okay. Um, so 35% not bad. Yeah. Um, but uh, great, I love Persona so much. Mm-hmm. The only bad thing is that you can only do so much in a certain day. Yeah, yeah. They, they have, have to those pick time, and choose. Time and constraints. Like, oh, I want to do this, but I can't do that. I have to do this kind of thing. Yeah. But I'll, I'll hopefully beat it sometime this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say soon, but I don't know if it'll be soon. Yeah. I would assume the next one you're probably going to try to work towards is number seven, right? Yeah, since Remake seven. comes out. And Adam said I couldn't beat it in time. I'm yeah. going to prove him wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You've accepted the challenge. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. But yeah, what about you, though? Uh, man, I think I played a bunch of stuff. Um, so real quick, I forgot that I had a correction from last week. I forgot to mention that I played um, the... Was it? So there's three DLCs for the Spider-Man game mm. on PS4. Um, I finished the heist on there, which is the first DLC. The Black Cat? Uh, yeah, with Black Cat. Yeah, very good. That's all I'm going to say about that because, there we go. you know, it was last oh, week. Yeah. Old news is old. Old news. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's another another thing i got to beat and oh and then there we go um uh, I, I wrote i wrote r plus c rumor and i'm like what the heck is that um wanted to to clarify so when when we mentioned the because we talked about it already the ratchet and clank rumor oh yeah for for a possible ps5 mm-hmm. um i looked into it more and and apparently the rumor came from something that uh colin moriarty uh old like alum of podcast beyond and IGN in general, um, had said something about Ratchet and Clank on a, on one of his podcasts, and and that's when I was like, okay, Colin, yeah, Colin's not an industry insider. This isn't real news. This is something <laughs> I, like he's he's in, in, even in the the wording that he used, it was like he he expects it'll probably happen, but it's like you know predictions kind of thing, not yeah. like a, this is Solid happening. Fact. Get ready for it. And I was like, okay, well now people are grasping it at PS five straws yeah. that are out there. They're trying, but okay, so. Going to stuff that I played. Um, I'll, I'll skim through a few of these because they're just kind of like pieces here and there. Um, played a little bit of Super Crush KO. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying the, the beat-em-up still. Right. I'm moving through it slowly, but it's kind of a nice game to just like jump in, play a few levels, and then be like, okay, cool. I'm good. I'll, I'll see you in like uh, another like week or so. Right. <laughs> you know? um, played a little bit of Slay the Spire. Okay. Um, you saw me playing that, and I was like, oh, Maybe Michael, you, you buy should it. get it. That looks good. Yeah, I think it, it might still be on sale on Amazon. I think it is, yeah, 14. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, play, it's a card game. You are trying to climb this this spire, this tower, basically. And along the way, you have different types of encounters, um, sometimes with regular monsters, sometimes with like mini-boss monsters. Sometimes it's like these random um, mysterious events that happen, and you can kind of choose like one or two yeah, one of one of like multiple outcomes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like you'll choose to maybe you like go you go to a library and then you can either read a like a magical tome in there which allows you to get more cards for your your ever growing deck. Right. Or you can sleep and gain <clears throat> some like HP back. So oh, that's cool. different options like that depending on kind of how far along you are and like what things you want. Um, but different ways to try and climb the tower because you can choose like whatever path you want to start off on and then it you know slowly leads up to like the boss of that level you beat him you go to the next level and keep going from there that's cool yeah it's a lot of fun uh but it's a nice game to kind of do in like bursts Mm -hmm. because it's like once you have started a file um you either have to like delete it or basically lose or win the game right anything um and if you do lose then you start from 
scratch. Yeah, you start from the bottom of the tower, basically. Um, played a little bit of a game called Sinner Sacrifice for Redemption. Mm. Uh, fought a chicken boss. That was real gross. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a gross looking <laughs> boss. Um, but yeah, a, a new like DLC boss, apparently, that was added for free. Uh, just kind of fleshing out some extra story within the game. But slowly trying to work my way through that. I think I have like a few more bosses to, to face in that and then I'll have finished the game. Mm-hmm. Um, played a little bit of Final Fantasy VII as well as Final Fantasy XIII. Ooh. And we talked a little bit about this earlier. We did. Where I, I have to, I'm going to have to play more of each because I know my old save file in thirteen was I think around like 26 hours in and I just started from scratch because right. I was just like, I don't remember anything that was going on basically. Except that that Hope really doesn't like um, Snow. Is that his name right? Yes. Yeah. Hope doesn't like Snow because he blames Snow for the death of his his mom and stuff. Not oh, a spoiler. It's in, it's in the beginning of the game. Not a spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I was I was thinking about it. and I'm like, oh man, like early on in both games, I don't really see differences between them. Mm-hmm. Not talking like graphically or things like that, because obviously, was it Final Fantasy 13 came out in like. 2010, I think. Something like that. And then Final Fantasy VII was back in... 98, like 97. Yeah. Uh, so very big, like, time gap. So mm-hmm. obviously graphics gap and stuff. But, like, story-wise and, like, you know, engagement in, like, what's going on, I feel are similar in both games. They're not... One isn't jumping ahead of the other yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to see, like, which one starts to get those, like, the character development yep. and grabbing me more to figure out which one i want to actually like finish first i definitely i, I don't know if i mentioned i definitely they're definitely sh- both stories where you get thrown in oh like, yeah halfway definitely. through or mm-hmm. wherever far, and you're like oh w- what's going on here yeah yeah i mean like that's, <clears> then, <throat> yeah in, in seven clouds is like oh hey or no barrett is like hey we're gonna go blow up this reactor mm-hmm. let's let's go cloud and you're just like okay whatever i don't care about any of you yeah <laughs> and that's why i'm just like okay well cloud's not super likable and then you go over to to 13 and Lightning, it takes a little bit before you figure out what Lightning's even doing. Yeah. And she's going to go save her sister. And I'm like, okay. But it's like comparing those two like motive things, Lightning seems a little bit more likable because she has some kind of clear goal. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cloud is just like, hey, I'm going to go uh, do this because I need money. To be fair, that's <laughs> not, you'll, like, right. you'll find out his real goal. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's, and that's, that's why it's the like early stuff, on yeah. where I'm like, okay, doesn't seem like there's much depth on Cloud's side, a little more on Lightning's side. But it's because they're throwing in like family family ties yeah, and stuff, you know. She's still happen. she and Cloud, I think not I think, but the you can tell like Square tried to make lightning in kind of Cloud's image, mm-hmm. you know. Hence the similar weather themed names and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, not too bad. Not too bad of both. Um I platinumed Undertale. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the yeah, it's different different. Okay. I was like, wait a minute. There's just two that sound alike. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if you can pick it out later. Um, I platinum a game called Undertale. That one um, by Toby Fox. That one I liked a lot more than I was expecting I was going to like. It's good. Um, it's one of the few games. Well, I say few. More so, it's it's been happening more recently. But I think it's just because the games that I'm playing have been choosing like well. Um, but like Undertale got me to laugh out loud in like several occasions. Mm-hmm. And that's I, that, those those games I think are rare usually. Yeah. Like I think the last one that made me do something like that was maybe Spider Man. Okay. So like it's it's a rare case when these games like get me, you know. Otherwise it's just like a like a chuckle, right? But yeah, I was enjoying that quite a bit, and was able to finish knock that off the list at least. Nice. Um, Death Stranding. 
played a little bit of. Oof. And there's a lot going on in it's that game. It's a lot. Like, but one of the, the rare instances where, where we were playing, we were both playing things side by side, right? Yeah. And you stopped what you were playing so you could watch I, me playing Death Stranding. I did. It was, it, I, I don't want to say it's good or bad right now. From yeah, what I've I, seen, I'm it's so like, but I'm so interested. Yeah, it, it's know? the intrigue. I don't think I've been this intrigued in a game like like on like what's going on mm-hmm. in a while kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, because it's I think the last game that really got me interested in like the background and like the the mystery of everything happening was Horizon Zero Dawn. That's a good point. Yeah, because that one and that was 2017, so that was like three years three, ago. So yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, the the mystery of that game was like you know it kept me going throughout the whole thing along with just the game was fun to play. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm figuring out if the game is fun to play still. Yeah. But the intrigue is, is, is where there. it's keeping me going because I want to know what's happening. And it's fun to just like, we're, we're both sitting there. We're listening to people talk on the on the, like, the cut scenes. And then we're just like, I think this is happening because of this. And yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it seems crazy. But What is it this? Yeah, we have to like piece <laughs> together like... And then that maybe that's that's probably part of what's making the game interesting is like I'm trying to piece together this world and what it all means mm-hmm. and then, you know talking about that as we're going. Yeah, stuff. I but, think that definitely helps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Michael will probably be getting it soon, soon, and then we're both gonna have to play through and deliver packages and stuff. Which what sounds, more could I want in a game? <laughs> sounds so ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, not too bad though. Yeah, not too bad so far. Um, uh, played a little bit of Hollow Knight. Uh, I am trying to go through that game now, uh, but I have to find out where I need to go next. Yeah, I know that I have to go to what is that Green Path? Yes, that area, but I don't know where it is. See that that's so I, find I feel I there's I I know there's comments words Michael. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's comments online where people are like oh I don't I don't like this aspect of the game because it doesn't really tell you where you need, where you need to go. Mm-hmm. But I I actually enjoy that fact. Yeah, yeah, because you'll find places where you can't reach. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll find, you'll know other places where, oh, I haven't gone there. I can backtrack and do that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like there's massive amounts of exploration in this game. Oh yeah, yeah. And I think the the thing is right now is I, I know roughly where I need to go next just based off looking at trophies and mm-hmm. knowing where like some, like the, what's your name? Um, Hornet. Hornet is at uh, the next like mini boss. But I need to find that area and yep. I have been looking at my map and I don't know where it is on the map now because I've I've been you have markers in the game which is nice if you purchase it from the vendors yes and then you can place those and I've been placing those in areas that I know are unreachable via you know just like via like the abilities and like exploration um, abilities that I have now and I've blocked off everything and i don't know where else i'm supposed to go so i'm just like oh, okay well this is getting annoying <laughs> you gotta find it you'll find it so i gotta i gotta figure it out but we'll see if i figure it out later um i played a little bit of uh, xenoblade chronicles 2 wow i know right and just out of, out of nowhere out of left field over yeah. here yeah um but i was like you know let's let's try this out i've been playing like final fantasy five or not five seven and 13 and i was like well Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was like an action time-based kind of combat, which it is. Yeah. It is. It's like building up. If you think about it in a similar way where you're you, – obviously, you press a button to make your character go and start attacking. Yes. But then over time, it builds up that gauge for special moves, mm-hmm. and that's where I'm thinking like, okay, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, so that's where I was like, okay, let's play this a little bit. So I'm, I was getting a little bit into it, and then I had to 
drive and stuff because I had the switch. It was it was waiting for for my wife to finish uh, a, a meeting she was at. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let's, let's play a little bit of this, and I did, and I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. it's slowly gonna. I'm slowly gonna get there. There's a lot of tutorials in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, I gotta get through this first, and then we'll figure out things, because um, then that's when it starts to get like more interesting, mm-hmm. just to my understanding. So. Maybe I'll give it a, another shot. You Maybe. should do it, Michael. You I should do I it. I have it, so. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it as um, similar in, you know, like, play to, like, the Final Fantasy games we've been playing. Yeah. As, not not 15 for you, but, like, um, that, like, active time battle kind of thing where things are just going on and you have to, like, press buttons for, like, spe- specific moves. Right. Um, as well as just, uh, what's called the Dragon... I said Warrior Dragon Quest Eleven, mm-hmm. where where that one it's like you can you can move around but it doesn't do anything. No, yeah. Right? At least in in Xenoblade Chronicles Two, if you do move around to like the behind them, you do more damage kind of thing. So it's like, well, it kind of does stuff, but right. No, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Um, but yeah, so I think I'll I'll, I'll slowly get through that. That one I'm playing a lot of like huge RPG things. Here, Same here. I'm just like, <laughs> man, this is, this is getting too much here. Um, but the last one that I played and, and finished is a game called Underhero oh. that came out last week. And Michael, I didn't tell you this yet, but because I told you that I beat it. And okay. I told you that I'm close to the platinum in the game. Um, I would have gotten it the first time through, ideally, um, but I missed some collectibles. Um, one of them, one of the trophies like for talking with um, what's called certain characters in an area, I missed it because i just missed one of the characters right which i'm just like okay that's my fault um but the other collectibles i missed because there's a, a glitch in one of it's basically in in the second world you go to mm-hmm. um there's a glitch in there that i can't actually get to this place called the dark maze and so because of that i can't access like the treasures and collectibles in there so i'm missing things that i'm just like okay i can't get it but i like the game enough to go and play through it again up to that point and I, I tweeted the developers, let them know that I was having that problem. They said they're going to look into it and stuff. And so I'm going to wait until they have a patch and then I can jump into it again. Get the platinum. Get the platinum. Okay. Because this game, I think, uh-huh. is getting, it's 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 breached the top 10 for sure. Nice. Of, of my favorite games. Wow. And I, I've been having a hard, so this was like the latest one that I beat. And I've been having a hard time playing any other games because I'm like, it's just not. So- Underhero, right? Uh-huh. Now. <laughs> I completely get that feeling. Oh. <laughs> I understand. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I just want to play the game more, even though there's nothing else to do mm-hmm. other than grabbing those extra things. I'm just like, I just want to be back in that world, in the world, yeah. and play it more because it started off as this, you know, that seem seems kind of like the the Paper Mario series where you're you're going through. It's not like turn based combat, but it's like reaction based kind of thing, right? So you're you're actively like pressing buttons when enemies are gonna like attack you to either like dodge out of the way or like jump above attacks, and it's it's a simple enough system so that you don't have to worry about like multiple different ways of of dodging, and then you can even forego like the dodging altogether and just um, like block with like a shield. Mm-hmm. Your shield eventually breaks if it takes too much damage, but if you parry, which which in this terms is like pressing the the block button right as an attack is gonna hit you then you don't take any damage to the shield. Instead, okay. it, it like basically um, kind of stuns the enemy or bounces back Paper bullets. very Mario-like. Yeah, right? So there's a lot of, lot of cool combat um, aspects as well as <clears> just <throat> the, the characters in the world themselves are very like zany. It's all mm-hmm. very cartoon-like. 
had kind of cool um, Undertale vibes in terms of like the humor, but I think it's it's became a whereas Undertale, I, I liked the game, but it wouldn't be in my top ten because the the combat is just a it's a weird system in Undertale. Yeah. It's it's very different monster to monster on purpose, mm-hmm. like, um, and then the way that you play Undertale is very different compared to like the way that you play like other like, you know, quote-unquote RPG kind of games, role-playing games. Right. Um, and for Underhero, though, I'm, I'm waiting for the time that I accidentally slip up and flip it. It's going to happen eventually. I know, man. They're too similar sounding. <laughs> um, but Underhero, you you play as a minion to the the Dark Lord, and his name is Mr. Stitches. Great name. And, yeah, pretty good name. Um, and he's this, he's this weird-looking dude. He looks like he's kind of like a patchwork character, like he's put together out of, like, weird materials and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he has he has like really cool like ominous kind of character where he's he's like zany in one moment and then gets like serious in like another almost kind of a like dual personality kind of thing going on like um almost kind of like the almost like the Joker a little bit in terms okay. of like he, he you know that he's a bad dude you just you're like uneasy around him yes. you know where it's like you Unsettling. he he makes he's like making <laughs> jokes and things and but then he goes and like gets like serious for a moment and he's like I'll, I'll kill you kind of thing <laughs> <laughs> just like jesus man almost like uh sans oh in, yeah yeah mm-hmm. in the other Undertale. yeah yeah in undertale too yeah so i think similar kind of like vibes for certain characters um but there there's 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 a turning point in under hero where it went from being a great game to like a fantastic game Ooh. and i was just like oh my gosh i was not way. expecting this at all because <laughs> like you're going through you're you're it's like a you know a classic. I don't, no, no, I'm not gonna okay, spoil. Well, okay. You're going through and, and doing this kind of like classic quest. Like he gives you in the very beginning, you're going to return these stones to the three bosses that guard them, right? Okay. Because it's like you're you're going in reverse, right? The the idea that you're playing as a minion is because um, you you the the hero has died, and then you have to basically you know take his place as the player, mm-hmm. and you're now doing like a almost like a hero quest in reverse because instead of defeating bosses and taking stones from them to then go and face the the final boss you're going to bosses with the stones and then fighting them still oh, which is a weird okay. thing but then giving them the stones you know it's right. like it's like a weird reverse psychology kind of thing and then at the very end you're going to go fight Mr. Stitches anyways you know so you're still going to fight the boss at the end but the whole thing is you're it, you're probably fighting the the you know quote unquote bosses because you're trying to get strong enough to fight Mr. Stitches. Mm-hmm. Um, but the things that they do in the story is very creative, and if you take the time to explore all over the place, you find these like weird little like funny characters kind of hidden throughout the world, and just the dialogue between yourself and like your companions and stuff is mm-hmm. very as a companions just one companion. Um, is very interesting your your sword's name is elizabeth the fourth oh god and uh, <laughs> and what's it? she's she's like you know real like opinionated and stuff she's kind of basically orders you around you're you're like a silent protagonist mm-hmm. so you'll see kind of like your character's picture on screen and like dots and stuff but then it's basically like him saying something to yeah saying something without saying anything to elizabeth because you are like truly silent and people just kind of get what you're trying to say. Like Link. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, but it's kind of a, it's kind of charming in that way. And if you pay attention too, if you're not just reading the the text, you see that when the kid, and that's your that's your nickname that Elizabeth gives you, 
when the kid reacts, he reacts on screen as well. Oh. So it's like if he's surprised, he'll like throw his like hands on his oh, head and cool. surprise. Small little details. Yeah. Or if he gets like scared, he'll like cower. Like he'll hold like his head down and stuff and he's like shaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, oh man, there's so much good like attention to detail in here. Now, oh. what what was your favorite game of all time? I don't remember. I think the, the last Sun? time we talked about it. No, it wasn't Golden Sun. Um, that was that was up in the, I think, probably in like the 10 list. But um, I think the last time we talked about it, I had changed it to um, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Now, yeah. do you think this game will ever so I supersede think... it? Is that the right word? Not supersede. Yeah, actually, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, um, okay. I think so. I'm, I'm gonna have to look it up okay. afterwards. But I'm, I think that's because some, sometimes I know words, but I don't know the exact meanings. I just yeah, roughly just know how to use them. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, you you continue. I'll look it up. Real okay. Quick. Yeah. But um, but basically the like this game, um, not having like time to put together a list and stuff. I think at the moment, this has passed. Because I remember Marvel Spider-Man being up there. Mm-hmm. I think this is past Marvel Spider-Man. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, it's, that's it's shocking. Pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, I think it's past that. I don't quite know if it's past Fire Emblem Three Houses yet. Okay. Because I haven't finished that game yet. Sure. That's true. So it's tough to say. But okay. it's like it's up there. It's up there. Like this game, it might help that it's, it's such a kind of like short-ish experience. Like it it's I, I got through it in a couple days basically okay. it's not bad and that's not even like playing like like 10 12 hours a day kind of thing um but yeah i got through it relatively quickly but it's it's one of those games where i was just like okay i'm i'm not putting you down until i finish this you know i don't i didn't play anything else until i finished this mm-hmm. and then i'm just man so you know, it's a good game it's uh, it's pretty <clears throat> crazy and the last one that did that for me was spider-man Fire Emblem, I've been able to put down here and there, but that's just because it's yeah, so long. Yeah, you can't just play yeah. that straight. Yeah, yeah. A break. But, well, yeah, it's well, up there, though. Like you're that. making me... I, I did buy the game, so I'm going to definitely check yes. it out. Soon. Okay, good. When you play it, you tell me how what you think, Michael. How upset would you be if, like, Nathan, man, I can't stand this game? Well, if, if it was, I'd have to hear the reasons why. If right, If you're just right. like, it's a dumb game, it's it's awful, I don't know why you said it's so good, I'd be, I'd be like, Michael... Don't talk Get out. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I think I think if if it was I think there's like some games where people people just I think could probably universally like the game. Yeah. You know? Other games where it's like divisive, like like Death Stranding and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think other games where yeah, it's just kinda universally appreciated. Maybe it's not your type of game, but you know, people can appreciate that it's like a really good game. Right, right. And I think I think under hero Ooh, under <laughs> hero i think falls into that category okay one one thing um that i was i was catching on to before i even started the game um the music amazing like the great the opening like when you start up the game and stuff and it goes to the title screen um you just see like your character the uh, the, the minion he is or underling i should say he's he's on the screen <laughs> And it's kind of this soft, like, piano music. Mm-hmm. And then it starts to do, like, more and more, like, melodies and stuff on the, the song itself. 
And I was just like, oh, man, it's, it fits the game really well, just kind of wa- watching the entire thing happen. Oh, man, you're making me excited. That's good stuff. <laughs> now, are there a lot of, like, platforming things in here? Yes, and that's where I think it, it differs from, like, the what's called Paper Mario series yes. as well as, like, Undertale and stuff. Um, but To be fair, though, Paper yeah. Mario 1,000-Year Door had a lot of platforming. In oh, it. did they? Okay. Yeah. Right. I have I, I bought that recently, and so I could eventually go go to it and play it. I only ever played the one on uh, N64. Oh, okay. Thousand Year Door is very good. Oh, yeah. I've always heard that's like the, the peak of the series that mm-hmm. like, people talk about. So I'm like, okay, I'll play you eventually. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of that's what I've been playing so far, Michael. Nice. So let's go ahead and go from there to segment two, the Bropinion Report. <laughs> That was an interesting. Yeah, I, I have no idea what I did there. <laughs> <laughs> it just it just happened. <laughs> All right, so we have uh, three stories this week. Mm-hmm. The first one, and I think generally all of them are a little on the smaller side. Um, the first one I thought was interesting because it's something I haven't really heard too much about. Um, apparently, so are you ready for this, Michael? I'm ready. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you some questions here, Michael. Okay. Do you like Ubisoft games? Most yeah. of the time. Most of the time. Okay. Um, do you like escape rooms? Uh, most of the time. It's a hit or miss kind of thing. Yeah. Have you, have you done some escape rooms I've before? I've done a good amount of them, like five. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a good amount. I think I've done a similar amount or so. Um, but let me, let me go ahead and grab this story here from Dean Takahashi, uh, a new... New writer, a new, on, new, on new this one. challenger. Yeah, right. Um, the challenger appears thing. On you. <laughs> but um, from Venture Beat, uh, Dean Takahashi has the story. Ubisoft reveals a VR escape room, Prince of Persia: The Dagger of Time. Mm. Now I looked at this, I was like, "What? This? They they do this stuff? This is crazy!" And so I was looking at it. So apparently, according to the the story here, Ubisoft is taking the idea of the virtual reality escape room and running with it. Uh, the latest example, and that's that's a, a kicker thing, is that they've done some of this before, it sounds like, um, is its new VR experience, Prince of Persia, The Dagger of Time. The co-op adventure is based on the classic Prince of Persia video game created by Jordan Mechner in 1989. It is the third location-based VR escape room from Ubisoft. Oof. The third one. Um, the, the Obviously, the, the big French video game publisher that's, that's also... What? That has... I think he meant that has also been one of the biggest proponents of vr um you may have heard about escape rooms where a group of people is locked in a room for fun <laughs> such a weird way to put it and they figure out puzzles to get out of it but ubisoft is tweaking this with virtual reality escape rooms where you can unlock puzzles that are a lot more complicated and dazzling than standard escape rooms because i'm just like oh i never even thought about using vr as no. a like escape room tool kind of yeah. thing that's pretty genius um, Ubisoft uh, Dusseldorf that sounds right. Um, created the Prince of Persia: The Dagger of Time experience, and it will debut this. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of weird typos in here. Um, it will debut this spring in more than three hundred locations. Wow, pretty crazy. It'll be set in the Sands of Time era, which debuted in games in 2003 and got a Hollywood film in 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, previously, Ubisoft's Blue Byte studio made VR escape rooms uh, beyond Medusa's Gate and Escape the Lost Pyramid. So I guess those are the other two that have been made before. All right. Uh, Prince of Persia, the Dagger of Time, targets all ages. Two, three, or four players team up and work together to solve puzzles and find a way out of a reimagined fortress of time. 
in the story, players are summoned by Kylina, the Empress of Time. They must help her stop the evil plans of a Magi who is attempting to restore the sands to the hourglass of time and create an army of sand monsters. That part, I'm like, all right, sand monsters. Let's get it. To escape the Fortress of Time, players must work together to solve puzzles using the Dagger of Time's powers to manipulate time. Uh, control. Oh, oh, I hate it when the when the pages like oh, jump all yeah. of a sudden. Uh, here we go. Controlling time in VR is a one of a kind experience where pl- where players will feel the power of the dagger of time in their own hands. Said Ubisoft. Wait. Oh my gosh! I think they've just like mixed things in. Here. Oh man. Oh man, Dean Takahashi. I'm sorry. This thing's happening. Not a great start for you, man. But that's that's a, that's a quote from someone at yeah. Ubisoft, right? Telling you about it. Now, the thing about this, I'm like, oh, that sounds really cool. The the one thing I'd be worried about is in escape rooms, obviously, you have a timer. Right? Yeah. Usually, you have like an hour to finish the puzzle because then they have to, you know, set things up for the next party coming in. For this one, I wonder if they have a similar kind of like, you know, constant turnaround where you absolutely have to finish in an hour or else, you know, they they have to be like, okay, time's lost, up, guys. Yeah. You lost kind of thing. <clears throat> um, I also don't know like how fun it would be to continue to like be in vr for like multiple hours if they give you extra time (laughs) that that is my issue like i (laughs) i you should have asked do you enjoy playing vr michael we know michael doesn't enjoy VR, (laughs) but i like the idea you know it's it's great using vr for an escape yeah i wonder if like there are like you there are certain points in the the vr where you have to be in the vr but if are you like in a room designed like it you can do things outside the vr or is it exclusively in i want to say that i think you're just in vr okay because i I would assume if you have if you have like two or three other people with you that are playing this at the same time you're probably not in the room together if it's that's true that would be if they had you guys all in separate rooms and you still had to do things outside of vr i think that takes too much time to like put the headset on or take it off for like certain things yeah it's probably all the puzzles are within you know the virtual reality like setting that's whatnot. a good point but then you can do some crazy things that you wouldn't be able to do with regular puzzles that's like, true i mean there's only so far you can go with like In real life real real life <laughs> like puzzles and things like that you know yeah but yeah being able to throw in like crazy like floating words or something that you can like find or you like now I'm, I'm I'm making I'm making ideas here, guys. You, you are guys take them. If you like throw sand and it like covers these like invisible <laughs> ghost words and stuff. It, it I I like the idea, but I that's a long. Depending how long you you yeah, have. If we were to say like an hour, uh, it's still a long time in my mind to mm. be in VR. Yeah. Uh, just me personally, because oh, I would, no, yeah, I would yeah. get motion sickness real fast. Yeah, I think you you definitely gotta get a feel for like how you you know, react to being in a VR headset and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you get an idea of kind of how quickly you can like, you know, turn and like look around and things like that, generally you can, you can get used to it kind of similar, like getting your sea legs, getting your VR legs, you know, <laughs> VR. Oh my gosh. Uh, but that was the, the things I was, I was thinking about. I'm like, man, it would be cool to go and explore this kind of thing in VR. But I feel like I would lose, you know, I'd lose time a little bit because yeah. I'm just like, I want to play this dagger to like rewind and fast forward time and stuff. Yep. And I'm just like, oh man, I'm wasting a lot of time here. I don't <laughs> know how much time has passed. It's <laughs> <laughs> a cool so, idea though. I like yeah. It. Yeah. I like, I like the idea quite a lot. I, 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 I hope we can find one that's kind of close, close by. Cause if they do have that, it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Michael's like, I don't know about <laughs> that for me. <laughs> you can try it. Tell me how it is. <laughs> oh yeah. That's the thing is that my, my wife and I have done um, escape rooms. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay. Be good for if, that. I think this would be a, a cool thing. I'll have to I'll have to show her 
how like you know the VR headset works and mm-hmm. everything. So in case she Gets has motion. a yeah, in case she has a reaction like that, then maybe we know that this isn't something that we should try out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like the idea so far. I do too. Now, Michael, you have numbers two and three. I do. So why don't we talk about? You want to talk about the anthem? I was going to jump into that one. Oh, okay. So everyone's favorite game, Anthem. Yeah. Um, anthem team ditches major seasonal updates in favor of long-term redesign. Now, this is from GamesIndustry.biz. Our co-host Rebecca Valentine, <laughs> um, frequent member <laughs> Rebecca Valentine. Um, after a challenging first year, Bioware is taking its multiplayer online shooter Anthem back to the drawing board. Studio General Manager Casey Hudson wrote in a blog post today that while the team has worked to improve game stability, performance, and quality of life over the course of its first year, they recognized that the game needed a more dramatic overhaul in order to, to be sustainable long-term. Quote, We have also heard your feedback that Anthem needs more satisfying loot experience, better long-term progression, and more fulfilling endgame, he wrote. So we recognize that there's still more fundamentally... more. There's still more fundamental work. Oh, okay. There's still more fundamental work to be done. That was weird. To bring out the full potential of the experience, and it will require more substantial re reinvention. That oh, man re reinvention than an update or an expansion. Over the coming months, we will be focusing on like longer-term redesign of the experience, specifically working to reinvent the core gameplay loop with clear goals, motivating challenges, and progression with meaningful rewards, while preserving the fun of flying and fighting in a vast science fantasy setting. And to do that properly, we'll be doing something we'd like to have done more of the first time around, giving a focused team the time to test and iterate, focusing on gameplay first. Um, now, <laughs> Michael's about to throw down. Or something I, no, 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 not at all. Not at all. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Now we both played Anthem for a little bit. I think you played. Did you play Anthem? I played the the. Oh, you played the, the demo. Beta, the de- demo or yeah. the, the beta. Yeah. yeah. So not the actual game, but the pre stuff. Gotcha. And okay. you you played the actual game. And yeah. A little yeah. bit, right? A little bit, yeah. Um, do you think, in your opinion, they do this whole redesign and stuff? Mm-hmm. Would this bring you back into playing it? So I actually downloaded Anthem again. Oh, okay. Because I, I remembered I have it digitally. I, I was trying to think. I was like, do I have it on disc or not? And so if it was on disc, I probably wouldn't have looked to see if I was going to like download it and stuff. But I had enough space. So I just like I hit the download button. I'm like, okay, I'm going to play this sometime soon to kind of see how things are looking because uh-huh. i always wanted to go and finish the story of anthem right but when people were having all these difficulties with like the game and stuff i just decided okay let's Step let's back. let's wait kind of um mass effect andromeda style <laughs> let's wait and come back when things are fixed you know right quote unquote fixed um but yeah i think i'm i'm interested in looking to see kind of what changes are made that's the thing um with these like live service games though is that when people, if people's problems are with the kind of like the loot and like end game, kind of like, you know, like uh, raids and uh, I, forget, I don't remember what they call them for like Anthem and stuff, mm-hmm. but the big like end game missions that you play over and over again for better loot and like trying to progress your character more. Um, that's never been my jam for yeah, these like types of games. So for me, it's more just kind of, I want to finish the story and see how that is and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like they have made fixes to kind of like the story portion where now i think there's like less areas where you have to go in and out of the 
what's called the the main town if you're what's mm, called like the, the hub we'll yeah the, the hub. hub world um going in there to go and like finish a story or like change your loadout and things and then going back to the regular world for missions mm-hmm. um so that means essentially like cutting out some of those times where you have to wait through like loading screens right because i do remember the loading screens being kind of like very very much so like there a mm-hmm. lot and as well as just kind of like they're a little bit on the longer side because they're trying to you know render this giant world yes. you're gonna fly through and stuff but yeah i mean i i liked the gameplay feel of it kind of mm-hmm. similar to how i like the gameplay feel of of uh, mass effect andromeda just it it felt good to play so if things are slowly getting fixed then i think I'm, i think it might be time to go through Jump and try in. and finish the story of anthem <laughs> that's that's interesting cause i i don't i think anthem's moment for me mm-hmm. to be fair there wasn't really a yeah i was like you never actually bought the game <laughs> yeah to begin with i think the moment's passed for me yeah, i don't okay. think i'll even like there has been times for me that i've had the urge to like oh i'll, I'll try check out no man's sky oh yeah yeah but i i just think like for that one too the moments just passed for me like i don't mm. like it would have been and i know that there's a bunch of things behind the scenes and stuff it would have been really cool if the game came out what they wanted it to be and yeah, it came out on yeah. a good launch and all that stuff and things happen and stuff but for me personally i think games like this like live you said live uh like games as a service yeah live those, service games. those kind of things they're 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 very like um i don't want to say hit and miss thing for me but most of the time they're miss yeah i like, like I, say, I think usually you you kind of don't enjoy in, playing those types of games. yeah like i played destiny for a little bit and destiny 2 for a little bit and division for a little bit and just bought division 2 because mm-hmm. it's three bucks yeah <laughs> but i never i've never played those games for an extended amount of time They're yeah for like yeah. like a couple weeks i'm like oh that's cool and then i lose interest in it yeah do you ever <clears throat> beat the story of any of those ones no uh, okay okay not that i can think of i think i got the furthest in the division oh. i got to a point where there's this boss dude and he had like he was like in a hazmat suit and he had henchmen coming around. Oh, and... we fought that together. Did the, we fight that together? Yeah, yeah. The I know you're talking about the the dude who leads like the pyro people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I remember we were we were playing that that mission together and I was like, okay, yeah, this is the furthest I've gotten in this yeah. too. And <laughs> I, yeah, that's I don't think I got any further after that. Oh, I know okay, you went right. to like the dark zone or is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, the dark yeah, zone. Yeah, I never even tried that. So yeah, that was that was a like a, a thrill ride. This yeah, time the dark zone. <laughs> I remember hearing that, but. It's cool for for people who do like Anthem and these kind of games that they're going back and like fixing the mistakes that were made and stuff. But yeah, yeah, it. I don't think it'll be something that I'll jump back into yeah, okay. at all. Well, I'm gonna say, <laughs> you have to actually buy the game. I have first to, to that game. To be able yeah, to jump into yeah. It. I don't think it'll make me want to buy the game. Yeah. Do you think now? Because because the division wasn't really like your thing either. Mm-hmm. Like none of these games really were, but. Do you think um, if like a similar kind of sale, like if it was like five bucks, would you pick up Anthem so then play eventually? Because that's the thing is like the gameplay is fun in Anthem. If if you texted me or told me, Michael, let's get Anthem. It's five bucks. We yeah. both play it together. Then I would. Oh, okay. Like okay. you did with the division. Gotcha. Like if, but if you never like mention anything or I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. And you like missed the sale. Kind yeah. Of thing. I if won't. you saw the sale yourself and I hadn't said anything, would you be like, all right no uh, i wouldn't have done even with the division two if i saw it was three bucks i wouldn't have bought it oh man okay well good because thing I, good thing I yeah good thing that. you mentioned i'm like okay nathan wants to play we'll, we'll play it yeah that's how big of an interest i have in these yeah. live service games but it, <laughs> it's so cool there. intrigued over here. yeah it, it's cool that they're fixing it and yeah yeah bring out the um bring back their fans in to play the new version of it yeah yeah i'd out. be interested to see kind of what what it becomes eventually because mm-hmm. i mean 
think for majority of these live service games, it's it's always been like a troubled launch, yep. followed by kind of like a, a period of silence or like stagnation, <laughs> yep. and then it becomes something people are more interested in. Like for the original Destiny, when the Taken King came out and added in like cool story stuff and better, I guess like gear loops for people and <laughs> yeah. stuff. That's when people were like, "All yeah. right, Destiny's great now." Yep. And then and then Destiny Two came out, had a similar kind of like mm-hmm. rocky thing. The divisions, I think the divisions generally did pretty well. Yeah, I don't think. But I think people were expecting more kind of thing. Yeah, I think people were were losing their minds over like the the trailer, myself included. Over, yeah, like, the first trailer for the Division One, where I was like, "Oh my gosh, that dude just shut the door as he walked by." Yeah. yeah, you know, but like like little crazy things there that eventually like we got the game. We're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, it, it plays like how I saw, but I expected it would be different." You know, mm-hmm. so just kind of expectations on these things are always, always a little bit high way too and, high more sore than the shit they should be yeah, like yeah. movie yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but then jumping into our last story mm-hmm. um another article from gamesindustry.biz by christopher dring dring drig dring dring yeah. okay um jeff Keeley will not participate in e3 2020 yeah. media producer jeff Keeley will not produce the e3 coliseum this year the E3 Coliseum is a live stage show that was added onto the event back in 2017. It was part of the show's effort to boost its consumer credentials after it started selling a limited number of tickets to the general public. The Coliseum has featured major developers from PlayStation, Microsoft, Bethesda, Square Enix, Take-Two, Epic, and Ubisoft, alongside celebrities such as Jack Black. <laughs> Keely, who's best known for running the Game Awards, has led the first three Coliseums. But he says he has declined to take part this year and that this will be the first time in 25 years he has not participated in E3. Mm-hmm. Quote, given that, um, given what has been publicly communicated about plans for E3 2020, I just don't feel comfortable participating in the show at this time, Keeley told GamesIndustry.biz. I saw the E3 website leak this, uh, this AM and said, you know what? I really need to let people know what to expect from me so no one is disappointed. This certainly was, wasn't an easy decision to make, but I think it's the right one for me, and I wanted the fans to know before tickets go on sale. Hmm. And that's basically basically it. I never hmm. um, knew of the E3 Coliseum before, did mm. you? No, no, yeah, and I think we were, we're heading in the same direction there where it's like I didn't even know that Jeff Keighley was, like, involved. In I, yeah, E3. I didn't. But apparently because <laughs> yeah. it was all over Twitter and all these mm-hmm. sites had it, and apparently it's a big thing that he's not being there Yeah, this year. I, I want to say it's a... Uh, it's and it might just be me like not knowing too much about like his history with e3 but mm-hmm. i almost feel like it's being made into a bigger thing than, than it kind of really is you know i mean for for someone who's been going to e3 for like he said like 25 years it's i think it's a pretty big like personal thing yeah to not go to e3 but in terms of like you know the the effect on like the the industry and like e3 itself I don't know if it has like that much of a huge it may not. impact, you know, like I, 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 I kind of wonder like, is, is E3 going to like change too much compared to like how it was last year with, with Jeff Keighley kind of, you know, not being there. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I didn't even know he was there the last several years that I watched and I'm just like, well, it's like, it's, it's like, Oh, Hey guys, I'm not going to be there. And I'm like, I know you <laughs> from the game awards and you're a really cool guy. Yeah. I'm just kind of watching like what the stuff you do. But, but this has never affected my, you being at E3 has never affected my enjoyment of it. 
And so I'm just kind of like, um, yeah, a little bit like, like, oh, guys, like, are you are you going to enjoy E3 less now? Since than, Jeff Keighley's not yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> with, with Jeff Keighley not there, like, are you going to notice? Or is this just, just kind of like a, a big thing because of how long he's been in the industry? Right. And that's where no, I'm just like, okay, I can, I can see that being more of a... Uh, disappointment for people yeah unless that the reason they're going to e3 as fans is because they like the coliseum or that too yeah yeah and that that one it sounds as as far as i understand it it sounds more like a like a i would expect it to be like an e3 kind of thing Mm -hmm. and it sounds like it's kind of like a um like a talk show kind of thing a little bit yeah where he talks with like developers and like i think he's had like hideo kojima on there and stuff and they do like interviews and things and i think that part is cool to Mm -hmm. have but i've never even known about it no like watched it and stuff so i'm just like wow i don't know it's interesting you, you know what this means though hmm. that since jeff keely's not going sony's not going they're in cahoots oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> all right we're not, we're not starting these rumors but yeah that that i just thought it was interesting to point out because there's been for what i've seen personally people not in an uproar but like oh this is crazy he's not going mm-hmm. this year but um yeah, I think interesting. I think I think it's I think it's being blown a little out of little proportion bit, yeah. here in Almost terms like of the, like the impact. The PS5 logo and how people are reporting on that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just like, come on guys. Like it's 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 news to like a select few people, yeah. I think, and it's it's not really something that affects like the larger like mm-hmm. public and stuff for all this. But in terms of like E3 itself, like still going to still going to have Microsoft, Nintendo, Ubisoft, EA is not going to be there because they did their own thing last mm-hmm. year, and Sony's already said they're not going to be there because Sony, I don't think, is ever coming back. To no, E3. probably not. <laughs> probably not. People, I think, still want to believe that they're coming back, and no, I'm just like, guys, the signs are here. If they're not coming back for a console launch year, they're not coming back, back at, at all. all. No. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. But you know where Jeff Keighley will be, maybe in the future. Oh boy. On. A the Game Awards where he would be announcing maybe one of the games that are on the PS and drop this. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I think Michael can salvage this. I'm not sure. I got it in. Slightly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so this week for the entire list of upcoming games on the PlayStation Network, as listed by Justin Massengale, brought to you by the Bros and Consoles co-hosts each and every weekend, um, we have a list of ten games. And I'm saying ten because they they kind of included I think a, a bundle in there as yeah. well that I'm gonna I'm not counting that because it's two games that I'm already including in the the list. Um, but I think because it's not a huge list, we'll we'll leave the G scale for for another week. Okay. I think for I think that works for for large lists where yeah. we gotta be like okay guys let's let's trim the fat here a little bit you know <laughs> so to speak. Um, the first one on this list, Autobahn Police Simulator Two was already announced, I think, like a week or two ago. Tisk tisk. Tisk tisk Autobahn Police Simulator 2. We've got no time here. No time. Apparently, though, it's coming out the 20th now. We'll see. We'll see if it actually comes out on the 20th. It'll be on the list forever now. Oh, gosh. I really hope not. That's so disappointing <laughs> if that's the case. Um, at least the name isn't like, I don't know, like something like Aaron's Autobahn Police Simulator. Oh, yeah. It would always be at the top. I'm just like, oh, please God. no. But, yeah, so that one's coming out on the 20th looks pretty trash mm-hmm. probably probably save your money guys yeah um then we have bayonetta save it for this yeah save it for this one um it's weird that they don't call it like a remaster or anything no it's just, it's just bayonetta i i assume it's probably gonna look similar to the old game mm-hmm. um but yeah it's the first game in the series um nintendo's still working on three possibly hope we'll, we'll wait and see <laughs> haven't heard about that game in like a while a long while 
experience the genesis of the Bayonetta series with the cult classic original action adventure game. The tantalizing Umbra Witch rises from the depths after half a millennium in slumber with no recollection of her mysterious past. Immediately thrust into battle, she must vanquish her countless enemies to piece together the truth. It's a fun game. Yeah, it, it's always looked fun to play. Um, Bayonetta is a weird character. She is. She's very, very much so like out there and kind of like zany and stuff. Yep. In in a way that I'm almost like, I don't know if I enjoy you talking <laughs> during this game. <laughs> where it's just like it's like over the top. Oh yeah, it like is very Capcom over the top. Time where it's just platinum like, games. Yeah, yeah. It was Capcom. Capcom published it. Is that is that right? It might be. Platinum Games made it, right? I think Platinum Games made it for sure. Okay, I think I think I remember that correct. But yeah, it's just Bayonetta is such a weird character. She's a very weird character. Um, her she's a witch, and her hair is her weapon. Mm-hmm. It's also her clothes and like everything else for her, except her except her guns. I guess. Yeah, guns are. Um, but yeah, it's like the I shouldn't say her hair is a weapon. It's like the her hair can be used as a weapon, but it's more so like. It responds to like how much magic she's using. Mm-hmm. So like when she's using more magic, like her her hair like disappears. So I guess that that is in the sense like that is when it's her weapon. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they kind of have like anime kind of things in there in terms of like different like shots while you're actually playing the game. Yep. And finishing moves, all being very like zany and whatnot. But it's a it's a fun game. It's a fun game for sure. Um. We also have the and that's coming out Tuesday. The the Bayonetta and Vanquish 10th anniversary launch, which is the reason why we're getting these games in the first place, yep. 10 years, which is crazy. Um, that one's coming out Tuesday as well. So that's that's the bundle I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to Vanquish later on. Uh, we have Bullet Sorrow VR coming out on the 21st of PSVR. Bullet Sorrow VR is a first-person shooter VR game, which also contains full story, single stages to discover. Yeah, that's weird. Um, using progressive bullet time abilities and a bunker cover system, evade attacks and move on. <laughs> wow. What a way to All end that. All right. Okay, guys. I'm moving on. Yes. <laughs> then we have DCL the game coming out on Tuesday. I'm, oh. I honestly don't even know. What is it? Drone Combat League? Is oh, that what God, that stands for? That sounds, I think so. All right. Um, do they even say it in here? Or Champions nope, League. They don't. That might be it. They don't even say what it stands for. Um, experience firsthand the world of a professional drone pilot. DCL combines the adventure of free flight, the adventure of free flight, all right, with the thrill of high-speed racing. Choose between different flight modes that guide new players from novice flyers to professional drone pilots. Do you have what it takes? I didn't even know this was a thing. I didn't either. It's pretty... <laughs> Actually, I know. That's, that's a lie. I have seen, I think, once or twice on some random TV sports yeah. thing where there was, yeah, drone races going on. It was more... I think I was watching more of like a drone time trial racing. Right. And that was interesting. And to be fair in judgment, that's one of the side missions. Oh, yeah. Drone racing. Yeah, I was going to say, like, drone racing or dr- drones in general play a role in his, like, spying ability yeah. and stuff, right? Or detective ability. Mm-hmm. Then we have Double Dragon and Kunio-kun Retro Brawler Bundle coming out on the 20th. So these must be two games put together. Then. Yeah, Kunio-kun is the, uh, the River City Girls main story. Oh, okay, okay. And it says, we're proud to present to you this compilation of 18 titles from the Double Dragon and Kunio-kun series. That's crazy. Among the 15 Kunio-kun titles, 11 of these have not been released in North America yet. Wow. All the in-game text has been translated in English. Choose between playing the original version or the quality-up version. 
Some games feature the original version only. All right. Okay. A lot of things happening here. That's interesting, but though. 18 games in one bundle. That is a lot. It's pretty crazy. Now, I have to check if there's like a, a trailer for this later because I would assume that a bunch of these are going to be like, you know, old, like, oh, port yeah, kind of things. For and stuff. sure. So we'll, we'll see. Um, then we have Dragon, mm. which was mentioned. I don't know the episode number off the top of my head. I don't either. Um, bunch 48. of episodes ago. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> bunch of episodes ago uh, on the NIC. This one's coming out on the 21st. And like we kind of talked about before, it says Dragon is a single-player, first-person, fjord noir mystery set in 1920s Norway. Explore a forgotten coastal village in your search for your missing sister, accompanied by your enigmatic young ward. Together, explore a forgotten coastal community in rural Norway and unearth the darkness that lies beneath the picturesque surface. This looks good. but yeah, sounds cool. Now, does he have, in the picture, is that like a cleft lip or is that just like... I think it's just a, no, it, it's just like a really defined, whatever. Oh, that, one of that, that little midsection, midsection of your, okay. your, your upper lip, basically. That makes sense, a little indention. Yeah, it's just, his is like very defined. Yeah. The girl's is like slightly there, which mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of people, but his is like really, big really old, defined. <laughs> big old defined upper lip <laughs> thing. Um, then we have Katana Kami, mm-hmm. which I'll talk about a little bit in the oh, segment four here, coming out on February 20th. Um, I will, and I'll just read it here since we're on the drop. The way of the samurai is forged in battle. Play as a ronin during Jap- Japan's Meiji. I almost hit. It was a Japanese. Yeah, Japanese. Um, <laughs> during Japan's Meiji restoration, the swordsmith Dojima falls in, into debt, and his beautiful daughter is taken as collateral. Help repay the debt by crafting swords by day and exploring the mysterious twisting dungeons of the Ippon Matsu Cave for valuable materials at night like this yeah it sounds very cool which is why we'll talk about it more later mm-hmm. <laughs> then we have knighton with an apostrophe and a plus sign mm-hmm. that's a oh geez uh, this is a rattle like a games production over oh. here or published game anyway. uh, coming to ps4 and vita cross by on tuesday help sir Ludalot <laughs> conquer four <laughs> dungeons by solving intricate puzzles and utilizing new abilities Join brave Sir Ludalot on his epic quest in this little adventure. Explore and fight your way through the four dungeon, sorry, four dangerous dungeons filled with dangerous traps, devious puzzles, and magical artifacts. Man, I was gonna say if, if you made me say Sir Ludalot one more time, <laughs> we're gonna summon him into the room or something. <laughs> um, then we have Townsman, a kingdom rebuilt, coming out on the twentieth. Welcome, your highness. A vast land awaits you and is ready to be colonized. Send your architects and builders to plan and construct a city, and send your craftsmen to cut wood and mine ore. The crown is yours. Guide your people from their first steps in a small village to a massive medieval metropolis. One of those city building games. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, city, <coughs> city kingdom sim or whatever. And the last one of the week, Vanquish, coming on Tuesday. The hit sci-fi shooter returns. An overpopulated Earth suffocating under limited resources looks to Providence, the solar-powered space colony for support. When Providence is suddenly taken over by a mute, yeah, mutinous group and its technology used to devastate cities, it's up to a specially trained unit of space marines to reclaim the colony. Ooh. And now I can see space marines. Now I can see where they get the, the G.I. Joe influence yeah. kind of thing here. But pretty cool. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of good stuff coming out. And that's what we got for the PSN drop over here, Michael. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what you're looking at on the Switch store here? Oh, man. It is kind of bare this week. Yeah, yeah. I have one game on the weekly Nintendo Switch picks. Oh, my gosh. And this is a game that you mentioned, not today, but last week. 
Oh yeah. Available February twentieth. Mm-hmm. Blood, Blood will be spilled. Will be spilled yep. At a price point are. of fourteen ninety nine. Nice. I feel like this is this is a perfect. I and mean, I'm not going to go into details because you talked about it a lot. Mm-hmm. A perfect Switch game in my mind. Yeah, yeah. An indie platformer. Not a super long game, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Got some not. got some slight tactic things slight, in there. Slight tactic things in here, but I, 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 the more I look at it, the more I, I think I might check it out. Maybe nice, nice. Maybe, but we'll see. Yeah. If you check it out, let me know. I will let you know because I'll probably have to check it out, but I'll have to wait a little bit. Yeah. But you know. Mm-hmm. What do I know, Michael? <laughs> if I wanted to learn some katakana, but <laughs> there was nowhere in the world I could learn it except a certain corner. Where would I go? <laughs> you mean? Oh, geez, that's that's a that's a weird one. You're you're coming to the the NIC though, our our fourth segment. So let's let's step into Nathan's indie corner, and we'll talk to you a little bit about Katana Kami, um, a way of the samurai story. That's like the full name. I'm just gonna call it Katana Kami, which means Katana God. Oh, the the Kami part at least, God. Um, but yeah, so it's coming out on the 20th, like we mentioned. Apparently, there's also going to be free DLC Ooh. coming out afterwards. I like that. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently, this is a series that has like been around for quite a while, and this is kind of a it sounds like almost like a offshoot, like spinoff game from the the actual series. Oh, uh, so apparently, like Way of the Samurai was yeah began here. That I'm I'm looking at the PlayStation blog because they had a whole thing about it, and that's mm-hmm. how I found it out in the first place. Um, it said the series began in 2002 with Way of the Samurai on the PS2 and has continued through the console generations. Um, now it's finally arriving here for the PS4 in this form. Um, but So it's more of a spin-off than an actual sequel, but it's still, it says that they still have all the distinct characters, themes, and action the series is known for. So the game itself looks like a kind of like isometric, um, like third, per- not third person, but like, you know, it's still 3D-ish, yeah. right? It's kind of like a top-down isometric view. And you go around fighting monsters in the dungeons. Um, you bring your loot and um, treasures back up with you so that during the daytime you can, like this said, make swords and sell your wares and things. Um, the funny thing that, that got me interested in this game, like a, just kind of, it's a weird story element, but I thought it was it was funny for this particular, you know, it seems like it makes sense for this particular game. Where, um, so like we mentioned, right, uh, the, the character Dojima, he's a blacksmith, and he is in debt, and people come and are taking his daughter as collateral, right? Right, because that's I'm just, what they do. Yeah, because that's what they do. <laughs> um, but your character comes along and offers to help him pay off the debt. Not quite sure. Oh, no, yeah, that's, yeah. And so that's, and so you're like, okay, well, this dude's a nice dude. He's doing this for free. No, no, no. Because that that's, that's not the way of the world, right? Especially back in... <laughs> In, like, feudal Japan over here. Um, he comes in and offers his help in, and, like, his his payment for this is not, like, money and things like that, right? His payment, though, is that he gets to marry the daughter once he saves her. You, you catching my drift here, Michael? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, so your character, I don't know if he has a name or not. Um, your character goes to, to Dojima. He, he, I think he finds this whole scene going down, right? And he offers his help to to Dojima, the, yeah. the girl's dad, and says, "If I if I help you save your daughter, will you give me her hand in marriage?" Which you know, arranged marriages yes. was the thing back then. 
um even still to this day probably it probably places. is but uh but yeah so your character is like hey i'll i'll help you out with your debt and everything here to save your daughter but i get to marry right. her afterwards that's weird <laughs> <laughs> but it right. sounds it sounds so zany and I'm like, it does this is a yeah classic classic kind of like story over here oh classic <laughs> you're not gonna go and like save her from the the i would assume it's probably like either other Di- uh, other like samurai or yeah. like ronin or possibly even like yakuza kind of thing right Daimyo you're not gonna whatever. go and like you know mountain mountain attack on them because you know collateral damage and <clears throat> dangerous and stuff instead you're gonna go fight monsters and things to collect loot and make money debt. to pay the debt off and then you get to marry the daughter afterwards. What a weird concept. <laughs> but it's so funny. Um, apparently, also, you can you can access some online play and oh. challenge dungeons and co-op. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, which I'm like, oh, that sounds that sounds like a lot of fun there. Um, you can, and that's that's kind of an interesting like twist in here. They talk about you can challenge the dungeon with other people's. And they also put in other there, peoples? or you can, yeah, other other people's. <laughs> um, you can you can challenge it with other people online. Or you can go in there and, you know, kill your buddy in a duel and then take all of his stuff and then <laughs> make your way back up. That sounds like a good old RuneScape. Yeah, take right? Take to the world and just take their stuff, kill them and take their stuff. <laughs> I'm just like, man, they got they got a lot That's of things funny. going on here. But it sounds like an interesting kind of thing. It does. The, the game, if you have played um, some of Moonlighter, sounds a lot like that system yeah except that one you're trying to unravel this mystery of like the dungeons appearing in the first place mm-hmm. and kind of follow in the footsteps of you know i think it was your, your father father yeah that, so. that left for the dungeon and never came back kind of thing um so instead of unraveling that kind of mystery you're like hey i want to marry your marry daughter, your daughter. <laughs> let's let's go get her back kind Man, of thing what a great main character motive <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds sounds like fun though and it, it looks does. pretty cool it's got a it's got a lot of Japanese uh, monsters and like myths from like or c- creatures I say yeah uh, creatures from like Japanese myth and lore and whatnot you can't go wrong with that oh yeah yeah I just I enjoy just finding out more and more about these Japanese creatures in the past oh yeah and slight thing because I just remembered it right um, not not having anything to do with with the game itself but because we're talking about Japanese lore and things like that um, and monsters it reminded me that uh, neo 2. Apparently is having a last chance beta. Oh, so you can or a demo or something. Um, I think it's coming up towards the end of the month. Um, it's going to be around for like a weekend. I think I want to say February twenty eighth to like March first or something. Okay. I might be a little bit off on those dates there. But yeah, if you never got to play the demo and you want to try it out before the actual game comes out, it's a good way for them to to boost their interest, interest in yeah. the game because it's coming out next month. But that's interesting. It's it's pretty cool, Michael. You should try it out. Uh, I tried the original Neo Beta, <laughs> and I got destroyed. And like, man, this is not for me. <laughs> oh man. Now the nice thing, I know we're going on a tangent here. Um, the nice thing for that though is that in Neo Two, I think um, things have been improved, especially the ability to call on help if you're having oh, difficulty okay. with like the different things. Because there's these um, instead of there just being like uh, in Neo One, there's like red swords in the ground, and if you touch it. You're fighting this revenants that will drop loot if you manage to beat it, right? Mm-hmm. In Neo 2, they still have that, but they also have blue swords now that you can pull from the ground and they'll help you. Oh. So they're kind of like spirits that travel along with you and help you fight out okay. creatures and whatnot. So it's a lot of, a lot of good stuff in That's there. That's interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll see how you like it. And then mm. we'll... Michael, I already, I'm already, <laughs> that's one of my most anticipated games of this year. Uh, I'm already looking forward to it. 
But now we got to get Michael on the train here because no, Neo we'll Two, see. Neo we'll Two, Michael. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the game is coming to PS4 on the twentieth. Not Neo Two, but um, Katana Kami, and I think they said it's gonna be twenty bucks. I believe like nineteen ninety nine. I thought I saw that somewhere. Maybe I was wrong about that. Might be making up numbers in my head here. Who knows though? No, I don't know. I think it actually <laughs> was on because I, I saw this this game via um, a post on Twitter. And I think they mentioned the price in there. Okay. So looks like it'll be a, a fun time. Nice. Now, I'm I'm looking forward to fun times in video games. Mm. Michael's looking forward to some fun times with Sonic over here. Oh man! So let's let's get our Sonic fact for the week. This Michael. is Sonic Super Fast Minute, and I'm going to give you some more lore, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. or history on some unreleased Sonic games. Okay. Okay. Now this one called Sonic Mars. Sonic Mars. Sonic Mars is a conceptual Sonic the Hedgehog originally designed for the Sega 32X. All right. Likely due to the system's limitations (laughs) Mm -hmm. and commercial failure, the project was moved to Sega Saturn, where it evolved into Sonic Extreme. Oh, so it evolved into a game that did come out? Yes. Okay, gotcha. So history, the proposal for the game was put together on May 17th or yeah May 17th 1994 by then lead designer Michael Koska with assistance from Chris Sand and Don Goodard choosing to ground the game within the framework of the Saturday morning show that was still on oh the Sonic Saturday morning show with the chili dog and stuff oh jeez okay, yeah, yeah the greatest show ever oh my gosh did you actually um, enjoy that show i did enjoy that show oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. um at the time the hope was to make the first fully 3d game of sonic and his world Presented to the management of Sega of America, they gave they gave the green light to have the Sega Sega Technical Institute go through with the project. When was shown when it was shown what the American side of STI was concocting for the next installment in the Sega or the Sonic the Hedgehog series, Yuji Naka, one of the originators of this the character, could only shake his head and say, Good luck. Not being oh, all that impressed with what was shown and knowing firsthand the dif- difficulties involved in making a Sonic game. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of oh funny. my gosh that's, that's a great that's a great line there. it is the creator of sonic's like good luck guys good luck. it's not gonna work well for you <laughs> shortly after the proposal was accepted michael koska left sega due to issues between himself and dean lester the producer of comic zone which was another pretty good game hmm. um without a lead designer chris sen was placed into the role of don goodard reworking the script to sonic mars eventually the saturday morning premise was dropped due to disinterest and the game was completely reworked once it switched systems, becoming the more familiar Sonic Extreme. Okay. Was Sonic Extreme a good game? Did you ever play that one? I never had the Sega Saturn, so oh, I never gotcha. got to try it. Okay. But I'll show Nathan a little clip of what the original game looked like. Oh, boy. What is that thing? So it's going to be more like a 3D-ish yeah. kind of like, thing? You remember I showed the, that Sonic 3D Blast game? Oh, yeah. It kind of looks like that, but you're going straight and not like all around kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay. So kind of 3D, but still like it's like a like a runner game. Yeah, almost. it looks like it. Gotcha. Okay. But yeah, another another lost history of Sonic the Hedgehog and his man. I don't development. think I don't think we can find any other series that has had such a sordid <laughs> past. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Of all these unreleased games, they're like, hey guys, this is pretty garbage. Think of something else. And when the creator 
himself oh says good luck yeah yeah when the creator is like <laughs> laughing at your at your product and it's like good luck guys <laughs> you know it's not gonna it's, be good oh geez oh goodness you know i was i was thinking earlier and i think i forgot to mention this so when we watched the movie right mm-hmm. after the movie i was like hey what if they just made a sonic game that actually had like a, a story like the like the movie that would be cool like just give me, give me some, give me some. I don't know. You can throw in. Everyone likes to throw in RPG elements. You can throw in some like RPG <laughs> elements. RPG. He gets like he upgrades his shoes. Oh yeah. He gets like different shoes and it increases his like speed or something. Speed factor. I don't speed. know. Whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you want to call it. I'm not a game creator. Here. But, but yeah, that, that, yeah. that would that would be cool. I don't yeah. think they'll actually do it. No, yeah, they won't. Sega's not being smart about Sonic. No, no. <laughs> so I'm just like, guys, come on, give people something deeper and they'll yeah. care more about Sonic. I can't. I'm trying to think about all these. The the deepest Sonic game that I remember playing hmm. was the one where he kissed that human girl. No, I never played that one. Oh, okay. Um, Adventure Two, because okay, that one had okay. Shadow's backstory, and that was pretty dark and sad. Oh, okay, okay. But other than that, it's been very top of the iceberg oh, storytelling. Yeah, yeah. It's very just like, hey guys, I'm gonna go fast. Yeah. Eggman, get Eggman. away from my. Uh, I was gonna say robots. Get away from those animals! I'm gonna save them. Give me a little chili dog. Oh my gosh. Super fast. Bluebird. Oh jeez. I can't. I can't handle Sonic. <laughs> uh, it's a problem when the Sonic movie is probably one of the better Sonic things out there. <laughs> yep. Currently, no modern day. Modern day. We'll say modern yeah, day. Yeah, definitely modern day. Yeah. But yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Well, that's what we have for everybody this week on the Bros and Consoles podcast. Um, once again, write into brosandconsoles at gmail.com for any questions, comments, or feedback. Uh, otherwise, find me on Twitter at IndyRonin. Find Michael on Instagram at the World of Mike with periods in between each word. There you will gotta, be a Twitter. You gotta, yeah, you make a Twitter, but also gotta, gotta create a, a tag that doesn't have periods in between each words. So I can just say it. <laughs> Because if I gotta say, there's periods of between words. I'll just confusing. make a, I'll just make a Twitter, and then you won't even have to mention my Instagram. Yes, there we go. <laughs> All right, Michael's Twitter is gonna be gotta go fast. Gotta go fast. It's like the three blue S's. blur. Sonic's number one fan in the world That's here to long. stay. Too long. <laughs> Twitter will never allow me. No, they won't. <laughs> oh my gosh! But until next time, we will see you guys in about a, a week. Cause yeah yeah, yeah. what's well, today's Friday? Oh, it's, Friday. it's it's freaking me out. I, yeah. I keep thinking today's like Sunday because we always usually record, when we record. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh man, I gotta I gotta go back to clinic tomorrow. But I'm like, nope, nope. that's not the case. Um, but yeah, we'll see you guys next week sometime, either Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. One of the three. One of the three. As <laughs> <laughs> only probably not Friday because that's probably not, uh, yeah. I got clinic then. But yeah, sometime Saturday or Sunday, <laughs> episode sixty three. Oh, we're getting to that 69. Man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Get out of here with that. Um, until then, hope you guys have a good rest of your week. Um, go play some video games if Please. you're so inclined. And let us know what you guys are playing if that's the case. Until Peace. then. Yeah. Like Michael said. Peace. <laughs> give you a, a bro bump. And we out. <laughs>